provoke conversations about God with the budding creative. This is The Portal. Hey everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of season two of The Portal. In this episode, I'll be exploring part two of the Reparenting and Christianity series under the broader question, do the pillars of reparenting contradict the walk with God? Before we start with this episode, I'd just like us all to invite the Holy Spirit in by opening in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, We come before your throne of grace on this wonderful day. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life that we have. Lord, we thank you for the functionality of our bodies. Lord, we thank you for the food that you've put on our tables. We thank you for the clothes that you've put on our backs. And we thank you for the homes that we are able to live in. Heavenly Father, as we embark on listening to this podcast, Lord, please allow us to hear everything that is said and allow for what has been said to take root in our hearts, to allow us, Heavenly Father, to look at the word and be inquisitive about the word while also looking at how you can be the center of our lives in everything that we do. Whether, Heavenly Father, we are exploring psychological concepts such as reparenting or we are looking for those same concepts within the word, Lord, continue to guide us, continue to show us the way, and Father, continue to remind us of your unconditional love, which Father never wavers. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless your holy, wonderful and precious name. Amen. So, today we are going to be looking at the pillar of discipline within reparenting. And to be honest, this was the pillar I dreaded the most in terms of exploring reparenting. Because for me, discipline was something that I engaged with while I was still in school so high school and primary school and i felt that as a young adult i i I didn't want to reminisce about discipline in my leisure time like i feel as if i had experienced enough pain (laughs) during my school years where i had to look at discipline and engage with it on a day-to-day basis But when I looked at reparenting, it seemed that discipline took a different form. And I'll explain a bit later about why. In discipline, we have the following activities under it. Number one, we have your habits, right? So these are the activities that you engage in on a day-to-day basis. And what I found different when I was looking at this was also that these are also the behaviors that you engage in on a day-to-day basis. Number two was routine. So this is about how your day is ordered um, and what you usually do at which time of the day. And then lastly was the promises to yourself. Promises to yourself are basically one small thing 
which you aim to do every day for five minutes, right? And so when we look at it in terms of me, what ended up happening was that I started focusing on the two things, which are routine and promises to self, because I felt as if habits was more of something I would just become aware of as I do this process. So under routine, what I started exploring was morning routines because I am a morning person. And so my mornings are particularly important to me. And this is the time of the day when I usually have the most energy, when I'm the most enthusiastic and thus felt the need to harness that energy into a morning routine, right? And in my morning routine, I usually have four blocks, that I look at, that I explore. Um, The first block being mindfulness, the second block being mindset, the third being nourishment, and the fourth being body movement. So those are just like broader titles. And then within those pillars, I am then able to identify activities that I will do in those uh, four pillars of my morning routine. And then another thing for me, which was big in terms of exploring discipline, was my sleep routine. I kid you not, I had the most terrible sleep routine. Like, (laughs) I had this fluctuating sleep routine. And I feel as if now that we were in under lockdown, specifically when we as South Africans were under level five of lockdown, my sleep routine was non-existent because like every day just felt the same and so I didn't really put a lot of importance on it until I realized that my sleep influences my emotions and it influences my day and so I started paying more and more attention to that by setting alarms for when I need to wake up and setting alarms for when I need to go to bed Uh, so usually I set an alarm an hour before I'm supposed to go to bed so that I can prep for bed Um, and what that means for me means that I'm gonna probably be taking like a bath and then I'm gonna be probably drinking uh, chamomile tea or any tea I usually drink chamomile when I'm feeling specifically like I'm not gonna be able to sleep that night or that falling asleep would be harder so chamomile assists me in that or I just do a couple of yoga stretches um, that usually also helps me to get into a very restful state and then the second being promises to self and this one was an interesting one for me to explore because I am a recovering overachiever, right? So I used to overachieve, and especially while I was in school. And so when I saw this promises to self, I obviously like had a list of things that I wanted to do as my small promises, right? Because I had completely misinterpreted what it meant to have small promises. And I disappointed myself. And I couldn't fulfill that long list of things, which I'm happy that happened. Of course, in the moment, I wasn't happy to disappoint myself, but I was happy to feel that disappointment because it led me to a deeper understanding of the small promises. So basically, the reason why they called small promises is because 
it is engaging in something that is so small that in day-to-day life we would think of as not important, you know? Something so small that it is also achievable, right? Because we are learning to trust ourselves through discipline. And therefore, to trust ourselves, we need to start from a very small place, right? If you think about it in terms of friendships, if you think about it in terms of relationships, when we learn trust, we usually start with very small steps. It's not like now you're gonna move from meeting each other to being like, oh, here's my bank card, here are my pins, um, this is my life story. No, at least that's not the case with me. It usually takes time. And that was what the small promises were teaching me. So under my small promises, um, I have two, which I am doing right now because I, I'd been doing one for a really long time. And then I was really good at it, meaning I was doing it every day um, for under five minutes or within those five minutes. So my one is dancing, dancing for one song. So usually a song um, is, I usually choose a song that's under five minutes because I know that there are songs that usually go on for like eight, nine minutes. So that's what I do. And then the second one is making my bed and making my bed takes like two minutes, right? And every time I'm done with them, I ensure to celebrate myself. And on the days that I'm unable to do them, which is very rare, I am able to then extend that grace and gentleness to myself for not doing them. Um, So as I said, discipline is there to help us to establish this trust with ourselves. And what I loved about it, which changed my entire mindset and viewpoint about discipline, was the fact that it felt as if it was a note about the unconditional love I had for myself. And it showed me that even on days when I wasn't in the best of states, that I could still do these small promises because it meant that I could still love myself and that I continue to love myself in whatever state that was in. So for me, it then moved from being one of those pillars of reparenting, which I dreaded, to one that I valued the most. And with myself, I found that it inspired a lot of mindfulness and it brought me to a place of questioning, which is why which is what I had mentioned about my habits, right? I became mindful about my habits and I was brought to a place of questioning in my life where I was asking myself whether these habits are valuable enough to me in order for me to keep them, to understand what in my life am I giving room to? Am I giving time for? Because time is that one commodity that we cannot get back so it was important for me to look at that and then obviously because this is a series about reparenting and christianity i now needed to think about discipline within the biblical context and i feel that anybody who is a christian or anybody who has read or known about the bible understands that the Bible or stories and characters in the Bible are the hub of discipline. They are the hot spot of discipline. But I felt that when I was thinking about those examples of discipline, they often aligned with a time 
when um, the people in the Bible were living under the law, right? This was prior to the coming of Jesus Christ. And I felt that didn't really fit with Christianity today because for us, we aren't living under the law anymore because we have been redeemed by the grace of God, right? So we are living under grace um, and we are living under that unconditional love which god that that act of unconditional love which god showed us by allowing jesus christ to come and die on the cross and so i started thinking about like my favorite examples of discipline and it has to be jesus jesus and his never-ending dedication to prayer I remember studying the book of Luke, the first few chapters, and what I kept thinking to myself was, goodness, this guy prays, you know? And examples of that, we can look at Luke chapter 5, verse 16, which reads as follows. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Then we see in the next chapter, in chapter 6, verse 12, it says, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And it was something very marvelous to see because in those first two chapters in the scriptures that I just read, it is clear that he is praying on its own, on his own. It's a discipline that he is engaging in on his own. But in chapter 9, in verse 29, we see that now he is praying in the presence of other people and he is also being asked to teach them how to pray, right? Because I feel, obviously, they were asking, how do we pray? Because one, they didn't know how to pray. But also number two, because Jesus did things so differently from how they had seen uh, people do things. And lastly, because Jesus prayed so much. He prayed so much that obviously people who were following him, which were the disciples, would want to engage in disciplines that he was engaging in. And chapter 9 of Luke, verse 29 for me, does it, where it says, And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his remnant was white and glistening. So what that means is that as he was praying, like his facial expression changed, right? And that what he was wearing, the garments which he was wearing, they turned and they became white and they started like glistening. So they were shining. And for me, that was when the link was made. That was when I understood why Jesus stood out as an outstanding example of discipline in comparison to everybody else in the Bible. Because why? His discipline came from a place of love. It came from a place of unconditional love for the Father. 
you know. And so his discipline was different from everybody else in the Bible because it wasn't an obligation. It was a choice. He was not obligated to pray. I mean, he's the son of God. I feel as if if he had decided not to pray, like it could have been all good and well. But he chose it. And I think that is what makes discipline important, not only within reparenting, but within Christianity as well. So the things that we are disciplining ourselves to do, are we disciplining ourselves to do them out of a place of love or out of a place of obligation? Are we choosing to do them or do we feel like we have to do them? And it also made sense to me because I felt that I understood why I had such a negative outlook towards discipline. Because at school, I had to be disciplined. Whereas now in my life, within reparenting, I am choosing to be disciplined. And within my walk with God, I am choosing to be disciplined. So I feel with this question of do the pillars of reparenting contradict that walk with God? I feel with this one in particular, with discipline, we can see how it intermingles. We can see how the two make sense and the two seem as if they're one. For me, it felt as if they were one because both of them stem from a place of unconditional love. I am disciplined within my reparenting. I keep the promises to myself. I keep a routine. I'm mindful of my habits because I love myself, right? And I am disciplined in my walk with God. Let's say I pray every morning or let's say I read my Bible every morning. I am disciplined because I have unconditional love for God. And God has unconditional love for me. So I felt with this one, it was, it was much simpler for me to be like, ah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really contradict the walk with God. And so I'm posing the question to you guys. Do you think the discipline that you are engaging with, specifically within your walk with God, do you feel like these disciplines are something that you're doing out of obligation? because the church told you to do so, because that is the world standard of what a quote-unquote good Christian is? Or are you doing it because you're like, damn, I love this God. Damn, I'm grateful to this God and what he did for me, you know? So thinking about that, questioning that, because I feel for me, the answer has been found. Um, And very surprisingly, it was found while I was doing the production for this podcast. So this week, I am doing the worship for the week. And the song that I chose is We Will Worship featuring Kayam Tetwa. And the title of the song is Ungi Zungezile. The direct translation for that in English is You Have Surrounded Me. And it is such a beautiful song. I feel like every time I listen to that song, I get emotional because it speaks about how 
even when we can't hear God, even when we can't see God, even when we can't feel God, he is around us. He is always around us. He goes before us. He goes behind us. He walks with us. And for me, that was a very special song to listen to. And specifically in this time when I feel as if I, I, I want God to give me responses to my prayers like right now in this instant for me to be comforted by the fact that yes he takes his time to do things but also to know that even when he is taking his time he is always around me he is always with me I will never be found in any area of my life at any point in my life where he isn't there and I found that was extremely comforting to my my soul and to my spirit and i just wanted to remind you guys that the worship for the week slot is yours it is open to the audience so please be sure to share your worship for the week songs with me all you need to do is share with me your favorite worship songs and tell me the backstory to why you love that worship song and this can be done through the voice message option here on anchor fm or if you know me and speak to me personally then you can just send the voice notes via whatsapp next week i look at emotional regulation as the third part of the reparenting and christianity series Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. This is The Portal.